Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with me, Matt Pryor, and as ever, Stephen Cropley. Hello, Steve. Hello, mate. How are you going? Very well, mate. Very well. You yeah. join us in the automotive store cupboard, as ever, which we like <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, you can write to us here. We're here every Wednesday. There's a bunch of mags around, mate. I see that some are still being scanned to fill a few holes in the digital archive. Yeah, they're on it, don't they? There, yeah. the, there, is, um, there are a few holes, but I gather... The you know energetic moves are afoot to plug yeah. them. Work continues apace. Great yeah. Christmas present. You can write to us here. Autocar at haymarket dot com is the email, and Ian Sanderson has done that. Ian says it's more than fifteen years since the one hundred percent electric Lightning GT was launched at the London Motor Show two thousand and eight. It secured car of the show and sat proudly along proudly alongside the mighty Tesla, which used uh, another car as a basis. Oh yeah, that would have been the Tesla Roadster, I suppose, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, what's more striking in light of this was that the Lightning GT had its own architecture and identity. Why am I telling you all of this, says Ian? Well, 15 years on from this accolade, less than 4% of cars on the UK roads are either totally electric or hybrid of some form. That's not a lot, is it? No, I'm surprised no, no. By Despite that low figure, major OEMs specialists in the world over are continuing to invest in the future of EV. Despite that, in my opinion, the move to banning the sale of internally combusted cars, pure internally combusted cars, from 2030 to a new deadline of 2035 is pragmatic given it has taken 15 years to get to where we are now. The announcement won't stop the transition to EV, it will carry on at its rapid pace, enabling the UK to reduce vehicle emissions. The battle against global emissions carries on across all fronts, and I think this is the important bit for me and him. The automotive industry, including charging, is transforming itself faster than most others and should be proud of itself. The new 2035 target is realistic, but at the end of the day, it's the market that will decide, not just government. He's talking sense, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, the electric GT, that's the other thing, the electric GT is now at the British Motor Museum, as you as you know, Yeah. Um, where it's one of the most talked about attractions. Yeah, in fact, um, Ian's too modest in his letter to say it, but he is the 
the bloke behind the lightning, mm. isn't he? And mm. and uh, he also owns Vanwall, by the way. Uh, oh, yes. But but he, um, yeah, he. I remember that's where we met actually in that fifteen years ago in that motor show because I was so impressed by the car yeah. and not just the fact that it was um, all electric, but the fact that he'd made um, he'd had the confidence to finish the car, so it mm. had a proper interior and it, and it was a driving. Uh, prototype when nobody else had one. It was a, a, a tremendous achievement, and it looks even better when you go back. Is it quite compact by today? It's a fairly big car. Right. It, well, I suppose it would be a bit bigger than an F-Type, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Similar width and length. Mm. May stick another six or nine inches on the on it, but similar experience sitting in it. Yeah, and he's. I think what the yeah the point is that one. We've done pretty well to get to this stage already. The industry has moved pretty quickly, hasn't it? I oh, think, it has. You know, I think given some of the some of the issues the industry has had over the past yeah. fifteen years, you know, it's not the world's. Even some people in the automotive industry to say that you know it's it's had its will admit it's had its problems, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's moved pretty quickly, and nothing else is as tightly regulated as the motor industry from consumer products no it's, it's the um, most complicated it's, consumer product in the world it's the most one of the most reliable given its complexity yeah. you know i mean what are you it's done pretty well no it's in the headlights and isn't the market's it? got and the market's got you can't make people cars buy cars they, they don't want to no so you know and and absolutely no credit to the to the legislators i mean if the let if the if the roles had been reversed and the people running the car and sorry running running the country had had been required to um to get us to where we are so far with the EV industry, I think yeah. it uh, wouldn't be nearly as good. No, well, we might touch on some of that a little later, Steve. But for the meantime, on with the pod proper, are you too old to retrain? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I went to, I got all excited because uh, Nissan have got various anniversaries that uh, surround their uh, their technical presence in the UK. You, you know, uh, N- Nissan's, base for all the technology in the well near and far mm. apart from japan really is in it appears to be in cranfield just up yeah. the road in bedfordshire and uh they had a few of us in to celebrate that and um one of the things we were allowed to do was have a go at um being a a clay modeler in the, in their design studio and i really took to this and i was with a really good bloke also called steve who put me right on a few things and and i found myself thinking gosh i could spend absorbing days of mm-hmm. my life doing this stuff yeah and when you consider that they're a bit like football stars these fellas you know the very best of them get seconded all across the world you know some, some they'll be made offers to go and work in america yeah, for right. six or nine months on yeah. some amazing project yeah and then they they sort of rent themselves out to the next one and and it's it's a it just strikes me as a rather good, profitable, and enjoyable life. And yeah. I thought, might be a bit late, but... <laughs> there's time, yeah. You, you you say in your column that there is a, there's a finish on it that looks metallic. What is it? Is it, is it a paint or is it a wrap or what? No, it's a, it's a plastic, it's a stretchable plastic stuff called Dynock. Right. And, uh, and it... It just, if you wet it, it just fits... It just sort of can be applied to a clay surface. And it finishes up looking like paint. Ooh. And uh great thing. Yeah. Some of the products, I mean the clay itself is is very good stuff too. It's mm. not it's not, you know, mud. Yeah. It's, and it it's doesn't, really when you're working it, it doesn't dry it doesn't dry out and you have to re 
wet it or anything like that. I think there's a. I think it. With a. I think it. It. I think it does dry slowly, but there's a. But when it's dry, you can still work it a bit like, you know, composite wood or almost. Okay. It's 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 miracle stuff. It, It is a. I mean, I did a tiny bit of styrofoam modelling when I was doing my engineering degree, and it was quite therapeutic. I've got to yeah. say, styling a, you know, dis- well, is that mm, some designers get a bit annoyed if you call it styling, don't they? They do, yeah. But it, fe- it feels when you're at that sort of little point of shaving bits off here and there. I don't know. Does that feel more like styling than design? I don't. Well, I think I it does. The, I don't know where one stops and the other starts. Well, you, you. I mean, you've got a vested interest in this argument anyway, because you know, being a an engineer, you know, a graduate engineer, you, you know, surely the the person that creates a gearbox is a designer. Yeah, 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 totally. So, yeah. so it's uh, they've the, they've kind of collared the the the, the term in a yeah, and 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 you you're almost dead to use it for in any other context than car design. Yeah. Next then, Steve, uh, a Jaguar F-Type R has arrived, has it? Yeah, it's uh, the Bentley. You know, I was in a, a mourning for a little while because mm. they took the Bentley away, and then, lo and behold, up turns this 575 or 567, 575 PS, oh, okay. 567 yeah. brake horsepower, Yeah, Jag, F-Type R. You're yeah. having a, that's not a bad run on the auto car fleet side of things, is it? For Well, Steve? no, but I did have a... I like them all, though, I must mm. say. I, You know, before the Bentley, my long-termer was the Duster that I bought. It was, yeah, the Dacia, the mighty Dacia. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm quite looking forward to... I want to go after this. I would like to go into something really cheap. Mm. And I have to decide what. I know you find quite a lot of joy in driving cheap. I do, Good yeah. cars. Yeah. Well, we both do, don't we? We're both yeah, well, like... You're the same. You're exactly the same. Like yeah. That. yeah, they're quite... The cheapest car on sale in the UK is quite a nice thing to spend... Time in. Well, you and your your Irish trip that was um, in the Picanto. Deliberately, that's really good. A cheap car, was so good. That's back in the magazine, listener. If you, uh, I think I wrote it in oh, July, August time. I think yeah, maybe July time. A road trip to Ireland, around some of the wild Atlantic way. In a that'll be Picanto. online somewhere, won't it? I don't know if we run it online because sometimes we don't run all of the features online, so that there is value in buying the magazine. This oh, may be one of those from oh, okay, okay. but. I don't make my memory's not what it was. But you say about the Jaguar, the good thing is, is although it's 186 mile an hour, 0 to 60 in three and a half second car, very docile and easy yeah. at low speed. Yeah, easy. It just it just rolls in a in a really nice way. The, mm. I mean, the, you you're aware of the big tires and the and the you know pretty um, um, all con- effective damping, shall we say? You know, made for body control at high speed, but. Mm. But it's it's a it's a very pleasant car, a bit wide. Mm. But I'm going to have to, I think, to to really investigate the car. I think I'm going to have to do a track day or two because you can't get close to using the potential of a car like this anymore. No, they are particular. Well, two things. One, I think Jaguar is or JLR, whatever, is particularly good at that sort of low speed, easy rolling. Yeah, s- steers pleasingly ease in and out of yeah. stationary they do they get that stuff really good really well don't they they do that stuff really properly. yeah remember in the olden days the the auto box would would sort of clunk about a bit if you were only if it was required to change up at 1250 and all that yeah but now yeah very really nice creamy gearbox yeah. um second thing is that uh i and the road testers and um a couple of others will be at anglesey circuit 
late next week if you're free. Oh right, okay. You could come up. Yeah, we yeah. could record the uh, we could record a pod. Yeah, and would the car be useful in the exercise? Uh, no, but it would be good fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. To, it would be nice to have. Yeah, it'd be it great. Be that, that, that's just what I'm looking for. In all yeah. honesty, yeah, it'd be a good drive up on the A5. Oh, we'll come back to Wales in a minute. But yeah, and you could yeah, and then yeah. Oh, good idea. A okay, I'm going to we'll consult the diary. Be a, yeah, that'll be a good thing. I'm not. I'm just not capable of carrying my. Um, Looking as far forward as a week and a half. <laughs> Eight days from now. Um, let's talk more Nissan, um, because you have uh, you were in two places this week, yeah. you? You went to Paddington, the yep. design studio, but also up to Cranfield. Yeah. Is the depth of smell elimination and steel protection and yeah. slam, 200,000 slam cycles on doors, the engineering stuff is extraordinary. It, it makes you... You walk out of there, even though you don't see, you know, new cars or, or you know, nobody harangues you about the wonders of a new model. Mm. You walk out of there thinking, what I really need in my life is a Nissan because they work. There's a, the, it, it's just, I wish it was, there was a way of imparting to the people who buy cars sort of rather, rather casually on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon, how much wonderful effort is made in their name you know these people sitting around very seriously you know for hours discussing how to eliminate that that sort of rather horrible smell that you get in or used to get in new cars yeah because there's quite a lot of solvents and uh things like that involved in plastic yeah production and they've stuff, changed materials they've changed hard materials and they've changed solvents in recent years just to eliminate the smell oh really and it and it's it, apparently it is a it's a Bar to some, some people, a few people like it, but most people don't. Hmm. So and they I suppose if they go to a showroom and they sit in a brand new car, they can be instantly even off. even yeah. s- without knowing it. I suppose without being consciously aware of it, they might just get it and go, mm, "There's something not right." Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I can sit in this on my way yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, but the other stuff is, you know, panel fit now and and uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, beautiful finish really i i suppose because i came from a uh, you know an era when you know rust was common and all that mm. you know if you if your austin ever get to got got to fifty thousand miles got traded in and and um and you know went into the second hand compound the 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 second hand service manager would would write on the docket wind back to twenty five thousand miles <laughs> you know there were there was just um different life mm. I think the way the the trouble taken to 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 make these good propositions is breathtaking. Yeah, I, there was a quote from I think the, a production manager at Nissan in Sunderland at some point, I, and I don't remember who it was, and it was quite a long time ago. And uh, they were said, you know, what's the secret to the success of this place and everything else? And the short quote was, "Keep your head down, build cars people want." Yeah, and I thought that's pretty good. Go they up. do that though. I think yeah. the last time I drove a Leaf. You know, it's the leaf is is a, is sort of passed over when we start talking EVs because it's mm. been around so long. Mm. But I happened to be in one, and I just found it everything everything worked the way I wanted it to. You know, yeah. the sight lines were good, the switches worked. The, you know, it was just all. It seemed one of those cars that felt like it was done for me, mm. and I like that. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. But Steve and I are going to take a very short break, and we'll be back with more my weekend cars in just a moment. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? 
What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Welcome back to my week in cars with me and Steve Cropley. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, as Chris Hendry has done, because, Steve, we were talking about uh, ultra-low emission zone dodging old cars the other week. Chris writes to say, Here in Ireland, where I moved with my Irish wife last year, I had no idea um, how anyone can afford to run a newish car. My 14-year-old diesel Mercedes E-Class costs... 1,200 euros per year to tax. The market, the used car market, is stuffed with moonshot mileage motors and <laughs> eye-popping prices. That's a good phrase, I like that. I love moonshot. 10 grand, 10 grand will get you a leggy Nissan Tilda. Whoa. And a Tilda is a hatch small MPV? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is it an Almira type thing? Yeah, yeah that's Or is of... it a bit bigger than... No, I think that's focus-ish, focus-ish size thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, My wife really needed a new daily for poodling about in, so rather than fall mercy to the PCP, we bought a 1991 Mercedes 190e 2-litre in Wales, one owner, owner, 85,000 miles, a tonne of history, four grand. And because it's over 30 years old, a vintage car here, it costs 56 euros a year to tax. I am completely besotted with it and treated correctly. It should comfortably outlast me. A 1966. That is a proper story, isn't that, it? Isn't it? That sounds great. I, I quite like a 190. I've never driven a 190, but I like the idea of them. Do you remember? Uh, I went to the launch of the 190. <laughs> just, just shows you, doesn't it? But I think it was uh, mid 80s. It must have been. Yeah. But um, good car. Mm. It, it it came out with a with a newly designed rear independent rear suspension and the with with rather. I think it was the beginning of so-called multi-link, five-link suspe- rear suspensions mm. that control camber, uh, control, yes, camber as well as um, all the other stuff that's got to be controlled, and and it was really nice, luxurious car. And I'll bet you that Chris's car will be on fairly tall tyres, so it'll ride well. And- yeah, it looks it looks it to me. Oh, he, he sent, sent some pic- pictures to me. Yeah, I will put them on the um, I'll put them on the socials. Chris is at, at Citroen CX, I think on. X, formerly known as Twitter, whatever it is. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, which is also, he's got a Citroen CX, which in white, I think, the big one looks pretty Well, he cool wouldn't to tolerate me. a bad ride, would he? Well, no, exactly. No, if he's got one of those, he absolutely wouldn't. But yeah, it looks like it's on decent rubber. I bet it's lovely. Vicky Parrott, of, oh, of, yes. formerly of this parish, or yeah. sort of partly of this parish, mm. she had a, uh, a 190 for a while, always swore by it. Mm. Um, no, I think they're extremely good and long-lasting cars good luck to you chris good luck to you chris and actually uh they're not 40 are they i'm just thinking about my own need for a ules compliant motor next yeah. probably next spring probably that'll be a story so it either need to be new ish new enough or old enough yeah. to do it but i don't need one for i don't need one for now but there will come a time yeah um should we talk my column briefly yes let's go so i was uh driving up the road uh, near my house yesterday and um, less than two miles away, HS2 goes across a nearby road and it's horrendous. You know, it's just a massive scar across yeah, the landscape. Yeah. And you think, well, you know, people have got to get somewhere at some point and you know, maybe it's all for the greater good. And you talk to some people locally and you know, they go, look, I hate it, but, you know, maybe it's necessary. 
But well, obviously they don't say that anymore because it's a complete shambles, isn't it? It, it is in a every in every single state of it. It's just I just find it inf- you know now infuriating. So this week, Lord Hayek called the project a national disgrace. <laughs> Paul Johnson, who is the director of the Institute of Fiscal Studies, told Times Radio that it was obviously going to be of little gain relative to pretty much anything else you could have done with the railway or transport system, whether that's making rail connections across the north vastly better or actually building a bunch of bypasses and improving the roundabouts in the road network. So I grew up in Petersfield on the A3, or it used to be right on the A3. And then when I was about, I don't know, 10 or 11 or something, they put a bypass around the town centre and it transformed the town centre from absolute gridlock twice a day into somewhere you would quite gladly walk around. You know, it's much cleaner. It's it's not grubby. It's a it's a pretty town. It's a pretty market town. Yeah, and um, yeah, at a hundred billion quid, which is the new estimated cost for what a line from Birmingham to not exactly London <laughs> is going to cost, that's fifteen hundred pounds for everybody in the United Kingdom. That is a fifteen hundred quid each. I really tripped over that. What when the I hell are you stuff? getting for your fifteen hundred quid? <laughs> you know, a rail line that goes from Birmingham to not London slower. And you can go from London to Birmingham now, taking people from not where they are to not where they want to go. I just can't. And there's, I don't know, there's a there's a belief that in the UK we can't do infrastructure, which I find quite insulting to all the engineers who can quite easily do infrastructure, sure. but they are not allowed. But what we seem to do is either we don't punish or we, we don't hold accountable the people who are greedy, useless, lazy, and we end up with stuff like the cladding scandal, which is an outrage. The post office scandal is an outrage. The sewage scandal, which is an outrage. And nobody gets held accountable for these complete failures. You know, yeah. there are four massive, just infuriating stuff. Yeah. Anyway, when I was when I was much younger, a bit more zealous about the automobile, I used to think, you know, what you could do with railways, tarmac them. Not all of them, right? Not the yeah. tube or anything like that, but or not Eurostar. But you could stick tarmac over them use them exclusively for buses and as toll roads for buses and trucks yeah. move a lot of those long distance stuff away from town centers they'd mooch on by geo fenced and everything else and it's obviously we're never going to do it we would never do it we never will do it and we couldn't build it even if we wanted to but the technology exists to do that quite easily and instead of having to go 10 miles to your nearest town centre to then get on a train that isn't going where you want to go to go to another place you don't want to go to then eventually end up near where you want to go because a thousand people have to get on it to do that you could go to somewhere pretty close to where you live with maybe a dozen other people and get on an autonomous bus that takes you actually to where you do want to go the point at which this really resonated with me Mm. was because my hobby is occasionally flying little aeroplane right Mm. and one of the things they tell you to do when you're up there because there's no road signs and all that is to look at railway lines Mm. so because they because if you want to go um if if you're in worried about your position the one thing that will tell you where to go is the railway line because they never take weird turnings they just Mm. go they just go where you want to go and you then and the thing you look at is how they avoid uh, slopes and how direct they are mm. so it would work there's something in it it's, as you say it's not going to happen it's not but 
It's a nice dream, isn't it? Well, I do think that just, I mean, I used to be a bit more the car's the answer to everything than I, well, than I thought I was today, but maybe things like HS2 make you think, well, maybe actually, maybe actually I was right. But also separating, wouldn't it, that, that your idea, which is to separate the, the heavy stuff yeah. that needs to go directly yeah. from all of the people that, you know, need to stop for, you know, the frivolous reasons we do in cars, mm. just make it easier for both. Yeah. And you could... Now, a small bus can get off and drop you at a car park where there is a local bus route or a, or a taxi rank or an electric bicycle or scooter route for your local, you know, to go to go your last mile. And then it could crack back on on its automated highway. And the technology exists to make a, you know, a true autonomous highway if you geofence that, if, if that is all it yeah. is doing. You don't have to worry about horses and cyclists also, and motorcyclists I like your point. and private cars it would all you know it's exclusively for those vehicles yeah yeah i like your point about as well about the you know the the profusion although the 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 fact the plentiful nature of of um energy as yeah. you know it is limitless we just got to figure out how to collect it yeah yeah there is enough solar energy to do everything we want in this world yeah. and wind and other other renewables you know yeah. there's enough to do whatever we there's enough to do whatever we want there's enough power around that arrives every day from the sun that we can do whatever you can do whatever we want it's limitless why you know it's mad that there are energy crises when there's so much energy coming down that it's bad for us yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally too hot because yeah. there's so much solar energy coming down that's the point yeah. yeah anyway anyway it's yes never happened but somehow the other day when I was sitting there looking at this, you know, sitting sitting in traffic, looking at this massive hole across the landscape that's going to do nothing for another 10 years, thinking, oh, actually, this makes... You're turning into a philosopher, mate. Well, you're very kind, <laughs> but no. Uh, let's move on to um, a Jaguar XK you have seen and met the owner of. Oh, well, okay. Who does, stuff yeah. that, who does good things for that? Well, yeah, this excellent bloke um, whose name you'll have written down there and it's escaped my. Um, oh, it's in your column. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Stuart Dixon. Yeah, that's who, right. He retired seven years ago. Yeah. I remember the details. Retired seven years ago. Always liked Jaguars, mm. particularly XKs, you know, pre F type ones. Mm. Yeah, first Ian Callum car, remember? Good looking car. Good, good looking car. He's had several. Mm. And what he does is just go to car shows, country fairs, just local stuff, offer people an opportunity to f to affix a label that he provides mm. to his car, relieves them of a tenner, yeah, and gives and, and amasses money for the local hospice. Takes absolutely no money at all himself. Pays for pays his own fuel and costs and labels and all that. But the upshot in seven years has been two hundred and ninety-seven thousand pounds for this for this uh, hospice, and he's. Shaping up to, he, he goes and gives them the weeks, sorry, the year's takings every October. Mm -hmm. So next month, if it is next month. Uh, oh, no, it's this month now, yeah. We'll yeah, later this month, that's yeah. right. Later this month, he will go and give them a check for 50K and shake them by the <laughs> hand and say, see you next year. That's amazing. What a good bloke. That's fantastic. And so in, in the magazine, you know, he's findable on, on, uh, on, Yes, it's on just giving, isn't it? If you yeah. search uh, Sherwood Jaguar Racing, yeah, by the looks of it, yeah, you can find. You can find is, just, if anybody you know deserves your tenor, there, yeah. there is a bloke. You know, especially it's his hobby. He's really made a big difference. Think of all the people that give up work and fade away. You yeah. know, and, and 
I mean, he's built a new wing on hospital, hasn't That's he? That's extraordinary. What? Is it the same Jaguar he, was, he has always had? No, he's I mean, had several, it? I think. Right. Um, and and he, I think he's quite businesslike. You know, if some if a label's been there for five years, he removes it and gotcha. sells the space again. Gotcha. And but but apparently, if you if you object to that, he gives you a freebie anyway. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and you said you know some businesses will you know happily part with two hundred quid for a yeah label for a bigger label. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? It that's is pretty cool. What a lovely what a lovely lovely thing. Well, effective. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? I just like people who come up with an idea that works. But you know. <laughs> Not in the spirit of HS2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this week, Steve, you have taken your first journey into 20 mile an hour Wales. Oh, indeed, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I went, I had this errand to do in Swansea and and uh, I thought it was, you know, I was full of dread and all that. Mm. But Wales isn't, if you go via the M4 from my place, which is in Gloucestershire, it's not a pleasant experience anyway because it's pretty speed limited and all that. But mm. but the point I found was that it was normal. It was no worse. It was all right. Yeah. And um, I did see some twenty mile an hourage, but it, but the arterial roads are still the speeds they were really. You mm. know, so plenty of forties and things like that. And and uh, I don't like it. I wouldn't support it. But I don't think we ought to go around. Um, you know getting particularly aerated about it because we'll all live with it yeah and that, that was the, my bottom line a lot of the a lot of the old villages are not very big are they yeah and actually you can't you wouldn't do more than 20 in a lot of places a lot anyway yeah, yeah. but is it so even if there is a as there as i depending on depending on where you are there are sometimes you know there's a an urban dual carriageway which might be 30 miles an hour yeah rather than 40 and you sometimes think well this could be a 40 rather than yeah. 30 would they be 20 no, think? no, I right. don't believe so. No, I think it's all the suburban stuff that's uh, that's changed. Yeah, I mean, we may hear from somebody who's, you know, thinks I'm dead wrong, but but it, it seemed to me a, a normal experience, and I I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I like going to Wales; good place. I went to. It'll come up soon, but I've just mm. been to the Pendine Museum. Oh yeah, and uh, boy, that's a good place. Go on, tell us about. Tell me about it. I know it's not in the mag yet, but tell me about it anyway. Well, it's it's just. Um, Right on the seafront, Pendine Sands itself is a is one of the wonders of the world. Honestly, mm. it's it's so remarkable. In the twenties, um, um, chiefly uh, Malcolm Campbell uh, ran bluebirds up and down there. I think the fastest they ever went was sub two hundred or about two hundred. Yeah, but when you go there, that it's it's just the, it's it's this amazing beach that. When the tide is out, it goes out a kilometre or something. Mm. It's just such a long way. Dis- the, the, the sea disappears over the horizon. It's unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. The, 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 the shame of it is that the, um, half the beach these days is, is sort of commandeered by the MOD who use it for as a firing range, which mm. I guess we need firing ranges, but I just don't know whether we need it to be on the, <laughs> you know, the most scenic piece. Yeah, it is a shame, world. isn't it? Yeah. We went up at the start of the year because you can... Uh, well, with with the right arrangements and so on and so forth, we did a, a twin test of two side by side off road buggy type things, and we used a bit of the Pendine Sands Beach to blat them around on. And it's yes, yeah, so you're you're right. You, you don't have to go very far, do you, before you suddenly run into MOD property. Yeah, and there's a know. sentry there and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the museum is is a lovely modern building, looking superbly sited, so that it looks out onto the 
this amazing asset. Yeah. And it just contains all kinds of artifacts, including Babs, the the, the car that came to no good um, killing its driver. Oh, and yeah. and uh, was buried there for a long time before it was exhumed. Yeah. There was, was there some controversy about whether it should have been exhumed slash displayed slash left where it was and i think there was so, a bit of that but yeah but the, the thing is parry thomas the driver was mm. interred elsewhere it's not as if he oh, was in okay. the car or yeah. anything like that it would have been a bit grim if he was if he was down there it. too yeah. but um but it, it subsequently had a a good life and it now lives most of its life while you know it shows up at brooklyn's and places oh, okay. like that yeah okay but you know, um, Silverstone even, but mm. but it um, it lives most of its life in the Pendine Museum. It's a really good place to go. I I was, you know how we how many times now have we banged on about destinations? This mm. is a good destination. Oh yeah, and there's free parking outside as well. That's cool. Not yes. all free, but mostly free. We went. Uh, it, I think <coughs> when I went up there, it was January, February this year. It was blisteringly cold. I'll give it that. Oh, but yeah. and I think. It hadn't opened then, but it was, is it just is it just opened now, just recently? Uh, June, July, June, mid okay. mid year. Yeah, but they, it, I think it deserves support. What mm. they're trying to do, praiseworthy, is provide a um, a really interesting destination that will attract people to the area more than just in the holiday season, because mm-hmm. Pendine is a very much a you know kids and sandcastles job, yeah. and and. Um, you know, this just sort of spreads the interest, and I, I would go there any time of the year. I think it, the vista is breathtaking, yeah. but also the um, and people are nice here. Yeah. But the but there's plenty. I reckon there's a half a day in the museum. That's cool. Well, yeah, I will go. Enjoyed it. Yeah, I will go. I'll Bit see of you a strop, there. No, quite a quite a decent bunch of roads going. You need something fairly small because the roads mm. are a little bit narrow. But mm. I was there in a, in a slightly portly BMW, but but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, but, did you, what did you take up? What did you go in? Uh, the the um, the BMW i4 M50, the car that I did oh, the Watergate Bay sprint you, in. Yeah, okay. okay. I had to go the next day to this. So I did the sprint, came back, then went to Wales. Gotcha. gotcha. Enjoyed the car. That yeah. I could own one of them. I think they're really good. Are we any closer to deciding what is going to fill the space <laughs> in the Cropley garage? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you on BMWs? I'm going to talk motorbikes, listener. Sorry. Have you seen the new 1300 GS? No, only pictures. Yeah, I've only seen any good. No, I've only seen a few pictures that were released before they should have been. Looks pretty cool though. Yeah, I'll say looks pretty. I, I think, think they. Like GS. Oh, they're clever. They're yeah. so clever. I've, just, uh, I've got the, a 1250, and yeah. immediately you think to yourself, "Wow, <laughs> I've had it two years." You know. <laughs> <laughs> The only problem is everybody's got a GS. Well, that, that is, is the, the problem, and that is a that's what always put me off having a Mazda MX-5 yeah. or a Peugeot 205 GTI. Yeah, is that a billion other motoring journalists have both? Yeah, and I just and yeah, with the GS, I go anywhere everywhere I go, I see so many of them. I think oh, I know they're brilliant, yeah. and it shouldn't matter. But well, somehow, an Africa twin, a Baja Bug, and a Hillman Imp, mate. That's yeah, nobody has those. And and, so, a, and of course, a two hundred and twenty-five thousand mile Landy, trusty Defender. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, is a good lineup. It's not bad. Somebody came round the other day, and he said he was cutting the grass next door, and he went, uh, "Have you had to do any work to that defender?" And I thought, "Well, no. Well, I mean, not not any welding work." Here's what he meant: yeah. you know, has it needed any welding? Yeah. And I thought, "Well, no, it hasn't." And I don't. There's nothing on the MOT to suggest that it will need it imminently. That's always the 
fear of mine is that at some point they'll say that needs a new bulkhead and we've got to I think take the body off or it needs a new it's often, I think it often occurs when a car stands a lot and your mm. car's busy, isn't it? Well, it was, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it has been, yeah. It's getting a bit quieter now that for the next couple of years I'll be on my own. I won't use it as much as, yeah. as Mrs. Pryor has used it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be, yeah, I'd, I don't know. It's not it's not ULES compliant and it's not um, as useful as a family wagon as it used to be. Yeah. But having had it around for, 10 years what do, and it's become a family pet what do you do well it? indeed what do i you think do it's, with it? it's, a, it's in the same class as midge mate <laughs> my, cat, my cat my <laughs> cat you know, it's it's sort of identified with you and if you if you don't if you don't uh, i mean i wouldn't yeah obviously got, you'll do what got, you'll do but it's got a stick i think it's probably got to stick around and that some that's what do you reckon it's worth any idea don't know mate i mean we paid 12 for it i think when it had seventy thousand miles on it but it's a cat D right at some point it was a cat D write off. It's supposed to have been very well rebuilt because it's been no bother, and I can't see what was. I don't know what was wrong with it to for it to have ever been. Yeah, hard to bend them. Written off. Yeah, it's hard to bend, and it's when you look around it, it's not. I don't know. I don't know what what was wrong with it. Or how I don't. I don't know. The short yeah. of it is, I don't know how it ended up with the status it's got. But, but, but it's just it had a lot of look it, at it. It had a lot of owners before before I got it. Did it? I think seven or eight in. Mm what would have been seven or eight years. Yeah. So it's it so it had a it had a weird life at some point in its past, but it has just been But as you stand fun. and look at it, you think, you know, you could easily see twelve and a half in that car. Yeah. I mean yeah, it's probably worth what, more, we, what we paid, maybe more. Yeah. I did have a note from a, a bloke I know who said, Are you thinking of selling it? I said, Oh yeah, no, maybe. And in the end he bought a different car from a farm in Wales. He bought a, a 110 double cab pickup oh, for yeah. about 15 and then he did all of the sort of uh lara crofty tomb raider stuff on the outside put a yeah. winch on the front and a big cage on it big wheels big suspension stuff like that spent seven grand on bits sold it for more than 30 wow yeah so anyway if i ever get rid of it that's the plan yeah well put some bits sense, on put some bits on and flog it for as much as some mug will pay <laughs> great story uh, anyway uh that brings us um to the end of this week's My Week in Cars. Steve and I will be back this time next week, having hopefully, be good if we can make it work, mate. I'll see you in Wales and we'll record it. Oh, it'll be great. I'm keen I'm keen yeah. to do this. I'm going to go directly from the, when this thing goes click, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a look in the diary. Super. Excellent. Because a jag be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be really good. It'd be lovely on the way up and it'll be lovely around a circuit like Anglesey is just mega. And yeah, I'd quite like a go as well if I had. Um, so yeah, join us next week. In the meantime, you can find Autocar over at autocar.co.uk. You can find us on the YouTube where there is a video of the Porsche 911 ST. Uh, you can find an Autocar Electric podcast that was recorded uh, at the Munich Motor Show recently. You weren't. No, I didn't yeah, know. No. Uh, you can find Autocar in, in the news agents. You can find the archive online. And um, if you search Autocar Archive online, that will take you to the right place to find it. Um, and you can find all of those issues going back weekly since 1895. Steve, see you next week. Cheers, mate. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.